Dennis Allen said that the New Orleans Saints are not currently expecting a competition at quarterback, but should they be? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, family, and what is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always. Make a Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, make sure that you shoot over a text who dat 2504-285-7473 to become a part of a community I would love for you to be a part of our Locked On Saints Insiders. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays in the Locked On NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some on Locked On Saints. Today's episode of Locked On Saints brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NFL. To get $20 off of your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, the bye week is on the way, and it could not have arrived at a better time. We're going to tell the truth about this New Orleans Saints team and who they are, and we're going to kick it all off with a look at the New Orleans Saints quarterback situation. Derek Carr injured, out with a right shoulder injury, now in concussion protocol as well. Jameis Winston comes in. And helps this team narrow what was yet another big-time first-half deficit. But Dennis Allen says that there will be no quarterback competition and that Derek Carr is the starting quarterback for this New Orleans Saints team. And if I'm being honest with you, I completely understand that because for me, the conversation is no longer about whether or not this person should be quarterback, that player should be at this position, or that player should be at this position. Let's get rid of all the distractions. The changes that the New Orleans Saints need are on the coaching staff, and there's something that they are absolutely going to have to explore over the course of this offseason. I get it. There's seven games left in this season. I understand. There are uh, several games that are at home. There's division games. The Saints are technically still in the lead in the NFC South. They might not be by the end of the time that Uh, The afternoon games are done on Sunday. They might be playing for the NFC South one way or another next uh, in their next game after the bye week going up against the Atlanta Falcons. But I'm not about to get distracted in all the conversation around Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, quarterbacks, this player, that player. The issues for this New Orleans Saints team start at one place and one place only, and it is the coaching staff. That is the biggest issue for this New Orleans Saints team. That does not mean The Saints have to make big, wide-scale, drastic changes on their coaching staff right now or while the season is happening. In fact, if they did that, kiss the season goodbye, right? At that point, it doesn't matter how close you are in the division. It doesn't matter how many games ahead you are, how many games behind you are, anything like that. The fact of the matter is that once you you fire a head coach or once you fire an offensive coordinator or once you make changes on the coaching staff, you're effectively punting on the season. This New Orleans Saints team is absolutely not going to do that especially in a division as bad as it is that continues to leave that crack, that sliver of hope open all the way from weeks one through week 17, week 18, excuse me. But the big situation for this New Orleans Saints team is that they have to take a long, hard look in the mirror at who they are, what they are, and what they want to be after and during this offseason. There is no shot 
that you can go into the 2024 season looking the way that you look right now. Slow starts for the offense, slow starts for the defense, inability to finish at the quarterback, inability to wrangle uh, mobile quarterbacks. It is 2023 in this NFL. That means every quarterback is mobile. Every quarterback can extend plays with his legs. There is no reason that this continues to be an issue and a seasons-long, years-long issue for this New Orleans Saints team. In the offense, we talked about the three games here, the Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago Bears, and the Minnesota Vikings, that the offense needed to prove something as it is for all three games in order to really say that they've turned a corner and they failed to do that. Let's just be real. This is a New Orleans Saints offense right now that averages 10.8 points per game in the first half over the course of the first of, of the last five games. Meanwhile, they've been allowing around 18.4 points in the first half of each of those five games, as well as several times allowing more than 20 points. Here's what I'm going to tell you, and I say this to you all the time, and I'm saying it again because I mean it. You have absolutely no reason to feel bad about rooting for this team and wanting this team to win, and you have absolutely no reason to feel bad about believing in this team because this team has so much talent. But this organization's inability to take advantage of the talent that it has is its core issue. It's its biggest issue right now. And I get it. Look, I'm going to sit here and be critical of this team today. I don't want to make you feel bad about it. I'm talking about the organization, not you. But when it comes down to it, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong about this, right? Like for your sake, I want to be wrong about this team being what they are right now. And that is something that I'm totally okay with being wrong about. So I'm not afraid to be critical here. Go and prove me wrong. I'm totally fine with that. The fact of the matter is that the Saints are not going to have a quarterback battle. We know this 100%. They're 10 games into Derek Carr's tenure. One of the reasons why the second half went as well as it did for Jameis Winston is because of the, the connection and the familiarity that he has with the receivers. He's a guy that spends a lot of time with A.T. Perry. You saw A.T. Perry not only make his first catch, but catch his first touchdown and a fantastic play over in that end zone over there. I mean, you could see that. You could see as well the... Um, you can see as well the connection between he and Chris Olave throughout the second half. Chris Olave and Rashid Jaheed combined with for like one catch from minus three yards at one point during this game. But by the time that it was all said and done, it looked like Chris Olave had a fantastic game. And in all truth and in all honesty, to a core standpoint, he did. He did have a fantastic game because of the way that he stood up at the end of this game. Now, you can have the conversation if you want about whether or not he gave up on a route down the right sideline. That looked like miscommunication. He was on the outside of that, the ball that got thrown up kind of in that, let me go ahead and give Chris Olave an opportunity with the pressure coming up the middle. That's going to be the thing that everyone is critical about Jameis Winston about because it's been so consistent when he faces pressure. He's had an issue with just launching passes up. But at the same time, I'd rather you give the receiver an opportunity to go out there and fight for the ball than the plotting offense that we have seen this New Orleans Saints be consistently throughout its first half. So it, you pick your poison at some point. Chris Olave finished this game, six catches for 94 yards and another touchdown this week, despite the fact that he and Rashid Shaheed combined for negative three receiving yards in the first half. So I think what we need to see from the New Orleans Saints is a little bit more of a balance between the risk-taking that Jameis Winston is willing to do and the calculatory play that we see Derek Carr be so overly comfortable with in early parts of the game. They have to come out and be willing to take risks. This team does not take risks over on its offensive side in, in the passing game in particular. I've also got other issues. They got away from the run game way too quick in the first half, even though they were running the ball pretty effectively there. They finished the first half with something like 57 rushing yards, 54 rushing yards. This should have been a 100-yard rushing game for the New Orleans Saints team, but then they got buried into a hole. They finished with only 15 rushes for 65 uh, for 65 rushing yards, 
And a part of that is because they just went all out into the passing uh, offense and to pass the ball for the last 20 minutes of the game, including a situation to where they were trailing in a single score matchup with nearly 12 minutes left in the game. You can run some clock off. You can still have Taysom Hill in there doing things. I know you can't rely on it because you got to score points, but that's one thing when you're down 16. It's another thing when you're down eight and the Saints spend the majority of the fourth quarter down eight with opportunities to string together drives. And instead, when you look at the position chart you, or the possession chart, you look at the fourth quarter, the nine play touchdown drive. After that, three plays, six plays, two plays, and then one play at the end of the game there. So they just were not able to string anything together towards the end of the game. Why? Because they were going to the air, incomplete, 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 and not putting the ball on the ground and trying to end up maybe running some clock, stringing together a little bit of rhythm and doing that. All of that, none of that comes down to the quarterback. Quarterback ain't in there calling plays, right? So for me, how quickly the Saints bailed on their run game in the first half, followed by how quickly they bailed when they got into that one-score situation, no ability to build a rhythm, all those other things, the slow starts on offense, the slow start on defense. These are not things that have a lot to do with just the quarterback conversation. This is a much larger conversation and one that the New Orleans Saints need to be willing to have if this trend continues of the roller coaster, the up and down, the inability to build momentum and the inability to find and stick with consistent rhythm for this team. And that comes down to the coaching staff. Let's be real about this team. I'm going to tell you exactly who I think this team is. I'm going to tell you whether or not they're good, whether or not they're bad, where they fall. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. I'll get you the injury updates as well here as we continue on as part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the one and only place you should be going for tickets, especially if you're like me and you like to plan things last minute, kind of see where the wind takes you, all that good stuff. Well, Game Time is absolutely the place to go and get that done. It's an awesome ticket spot for you to go to get tickets for your favorite sporting events, as well as your favorite your favorite live events, uh, comedy, theater, uh, a whole bunch of stuff for you to check out. And the thing that I love the most is that you can actually see uh, a view of your, like what your view would be before you even buy the tickets. So you can take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with their friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app today, create a promo or create an account and use the code locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off of your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Lowest, uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. The New Orleans Saints right now are a middle-of-the-road football team that struggles to maintain its consistency when it shows that it can play just above average at its best. That's who the New Orleans Saints are right now. Is that who they should be? No. Do they have the potential to be better than that? Absolutely, yes. And it's one of the reasons why it's so frustrating to see this team come out and play a game like they played today. Appreciate you as always. All you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. The goal of today's show is to be honest about this New Orleans Saints team. I'm not going to be overly negative. I'm not going to beat you over the head for liking this team and for wanting this team to be good. You're not wrong. You're 100% right. This team should be much better than it is right now. But we have to be honest about who this team is as they go into their bye week. And I kept saying over and over again, when it came down to this team, that they needed to prove that they had turned a corner with their offense as is over the course of these three games against Indianapolis, against Chicago, here against Minnesota. They came up short doing that, and now there's a big old question mark about when Derek Carr is going to be ready. Now, I will say this. Derek Carr is one tough son of a gun, right? 
he had he took that hit. He was down on the ground for a little while. I watched him. He moved his extremities, all this other stuff, hopped up with the training staff, walked off the field. But he's not the only thing that now potentially impacts the future of this New Orleans Saints season. You've got Derek Carr dealing with that injury. You've got Michael Thomas dealing with a knee injury. You've got Marshawn Lattimore getting carted off with an ankle injury. Several other injuries happened as well. Rashid Shahid got banged up a little bit. Chris Olave looked like he kind of got his ankles stuck in the turf here um, at U.S. Bank. You've got uh, Alante Taylor had to walk off the field at one point. Malcolm Roach had to as well. This team is banged up right now. We're going to talk about why the bye week is so good where it is right now because of all that here in just a second. But when it comes to figuring out who this team is right now, this is a team right now that still has not found a sustainable way to win. Now, they have done things that we said, okay, well, if they tweak this, if they tweak that, if they get this right, if they get that right and continue to do all those other things, then they can put together a sustainable way to win. But they have not consistently been able to sustain that. So they have not found a model by which to win games. And a big part of that is because they've been so consistently playing their, these games from behind, right? I mean, you look at where the Saints defense is right now. The Saints defense giving up 24 points and, and, and surrendered a first half, okay? Surrendered a first half in this game to Josh Dobbs, who's very good, very smart, astrophysicist, all that, high IQ, mobile quarterback, everything that the Saints struggle with, okay? But hasn't been here in Minneapolis but for longer than I've been here in Minneapolis, and I got here on Saturday, homeboy's been here for less than two weeks. And in the New Orleans, excuse me, the Minnesota Vikings strung together a first half of offensive football that looked much better than just about anything the New Orleans Saints have strung together on offense in the past two years, save a couple of games, right? I'll even say the Seattle Seahawks game where Taysom Hill went off, individual Herculean effort doesn't count not sustainable offense. The, the shutout against the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders last year, individual Herculean effort by Alvin Kamara doesn't count, not sustainable offense. Great for Alvin Kamara, great for Taysom Hill, not sustainable or reflective positively of this New Orleans Saints team or offensive scheme as a whole. And this year, we saw two pretty good outputs, but they come in the second half of these games. We saw the outpour early against the Indianapolis Colts, but they weren't able to continue that going into the Chicago Bears game. They certainly weren't able to continue that with a 24-3 deficit going into halftime here in, in Minneapolis. These are the things that have consistently cost the New Orleans Saints momentum, have consistently cost them ground, and have consistently cost them games. Okay, I'm saying a whole bunch of stuff about how this New Orleans Saints team is struggling. Let's talk about where they did prove something. And I think that the place where they did prove something in this game is that they just continue to have the weapons on the field. The big thing that is kind of my major concern for this team right now is their offensive line and their defensive line, right? So they're struggling in the trenches. They're not able to finish plays at the quarterback. I asked Dennis Allen, what are some of the things that led to or kind of created the struggles for the defensive side in particular in the first half? He talked about giving up good uh, opportunities on first and second now, which created third and manageable. We've seen that. We get that. Um, an inability to take advantage of the opportunities when they get to the quarterback. Remember, that was one of our biggest keys in this game was for the New Orleans Saints defense to be able to finish plays at the quarterback, not just get to the quarterback, but make the plays when they get there. And then the third thing that he mentioned, again, was the quarterback's ability to be able to get out, escape, and create opportunities. And so because of all of those parts, the thing that you look at is 
the I got a question. I got I got a bunch of questions during the game. Why don't the Saints use spies? Okay, why don't they use the quarterback spies? We talk about quarterback spies. What we're talking about is like a player that's assigned, usually a middle of the field defender, to watch the quarterback and be able to kind of mitigate some of those things. They had them. They had Pete Werner doing a little bit of that. They had Demario Davis doing it. like they had those spies out there, and it still wasn't enough for this New Orleans Saints defense to keep Josh Dobbs um, constrained, if you will. So those are the things that they struggled at. But one of the things that I think that you saw was that this team has all the weapons. They have all the talent, right? You you saw what um, uh, At Perry was able to do in 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 the end zone, and what he's been able to do, sort of as a rookie, getting like some early action in this game. Um, you saw Chris Olave and what he was able to do, particularly toward the second half. You saw Rashid Jaheed creating separation. You saw Juwan Johnson getting some separation in this game as well. And then once the Saints kind of fall back in games, one of the like knee-jerk reactions that they have so often is that they just completely go away from Alvin Kamara and they completely go away from their run game. And I get that to an extent when you're down 16 points and you're not really leaning on your run game in those situations, as Jameis Winston highlighted in his post-game presser with us, you kind of go into obvious passing situations in those moments. Completely get that. And so when you're leaning on these weapons and you give them the opportunities, most of the time when the opportunities are there for them, Chris Olave's catch in the end zone, contested catch, went up there, fought for it, brought it down. A.T. Perry, contested catch in the end zone. James Winston did a good job putting it where only a guy like A.T. Perry can get to it. Six foot four, six foot five, leaping ability, all that. He goes up there, he fights to get it, and then comes down in the end zone. The Saints have what they need to be a much better team than they have proven to be. That's the most honest that I can be about this New Orleans Saints team on both sides of the football. They have what they need to be who they want to be, but they have not been able to consistently benefit from that at all. They have what they need, but they haven't been able to do it. So for me, that's where we are. Uh, Jasmine uh, says in the chat here that the Saints should keep Jameis Winston as their starting quarterback. There's no quarterback competition. Dennis Allen struck it, right? No quarterback competition. Derek Carr is the starting quarterback for this New Orleans Saints team. Uh, so that, that, that's where the saints are. And, and look, I get it. They paid him over a hundred million dollars. Like he's the guy that they went to. They've consistently shown over and over again that they're willing to choose other quarterbacks over Jameis Winston. They went after Deshaun Watson. They turned everything over to Andy Dalton. They went after Derek Carr, all that. I get it. And look, I'm not going to criticize Derek Carr or Jameis Winston. Honestly, I'm not going to criticize Derek Carr for 10 games, right? What he's looked like through 10 games. And I'm not about to criticize Jameis Winston for what he did coming into an emergency situation again. We're going to see what happens. But I will tell you this much, that this bye week could not be at a better time, not just physically, but mentally for this New Orleans Saints team as well. Let me explain why as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. New Orleans Saints were three-point favorites coming into this game on game day. They dropped this game, unfortunately, by eight points. So hopefully, maybe you maybe looked at the Minnesota Vikings and said, hey, it might be a one-point victory, maybe a two-point victory or something. It ended up working out in your favor. But hey, look, you're going to see a lot more big favorites than you saw in this game, too. That minus three spread, not very big. But what if you find a minus 15 spread? Here's where I'm going to help you out with that. If you're a new customer and you've been waiting to to, to get started, right, with FanDuel, and you see a big old spread and a big favorite game, maybe it's a minus seven and a half, something like that, Kansas City Chiefs going up against the New York Jets or something like that, right? And you want to go ahead and get in on that. If you're a new customer, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets anytime that you place that winning first $5 money line bet to get started. It basically immediately gives you 30 to one odds if you win. That is super dope. 150 bucks 
if your team wins. So if you think about joining FanDuel, now is absolutely the time to get in on the action. With those, uh, with those bonus bets, you're going to be able to get into things like spreads, player props, over-unders, all that. So visit FanDuel.com. It's locked on today to get that NFL season rolling. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's get it. Who that Asian wrap it up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at where the New Orleans Saints are schedule wise and going into this bye week. Because let's just be real, this bye week could not have been better timed for the New Orleans Saints. Um, man, when you have a heartbreaking game like this, and not even a heartbreaking game to where like it's closed down the stretch, and you've been going like punch for punch or anything like that, and you've been trading blows with the team. And you drop a game, but like when you have a game like this that is so demoralizing in the first half, filled with a bunch of demoralizing plays too. And when I talk about demoralizing plays, what I mean are plays to where like on the defensive side, when you have you know a a a a, a snap where your defensive line gets pressure on the quarterback, they get around him, they surround him, but they're not able to take him down, and then they escape the pocket and then throw to and, and complete a big pass to convert a third down, stuff like that. Like those are really like demoralizing moments. And it happened a lot with TJ Hawkinson today. TJ Hawkinson had like 10 catches for 128 yards and one, maybe two touchdowns in the in the first half. I can't remember. But I mean he was outstandingly annoying <laughs> for the New Orleans Saints defense in in this game. And so when you have kind of those I was saying CJ Hawkinson being the, the the Minnesota Vikings starting tight end by the way. But when you have those um those games or those moments, those plays like that stacks up quite a bit. So so then you end up in a game like this where you 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 start to pull a little bit closer, but then you can't get it done in the in the in, interim in the interim at the end in particular, the interceptions that kind of sealed this game for them, all that. Like it just kind of puts everything away. You're you're stuck with a Hail Mary. It it doesn't come up, right? So that can be a little demoralizing. So the way that I look at it is for this Saints team, not only physically is the bye week important with injuries today to Derek Carr, to Michael Thomas, to Marshawn Lattimore, all three of them left the game. Alante Taylor left the game, came back. Chris Olave came up kind of limping a little bit, never left the game. Rashid Shaheed left the game, came back at one point. Malcolm Roach left the game, saw him after the game. He's all good, though. Uh, but when you have all these nicks and bruises when it comes to an otherwise team that's been very healthy, right, going into week 10, Last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the Thursday or on the Friday injury report, the Saints had uh, uh, 12 different players. I think 11 of them were listed as either like limited or did not participate on that Friday. The Saints only had a couple of players, three players that were either DMP or limited, two of which we expected and rookie running back Kendra Miller as well as rookie defensive end Isaiah Foskey. And so they were super healthy coming in this game, but they left this game super banged up, like mad banged up. So I think that now when you have this, um, when you have this bye week, it ends up helping a ton. And for this team that wants to continue to rely on and trust Derek Carr as its starting quarterback, going into concussion protocol, but having two weeks to get out there before the next game instead of one week can be a world of difference. World of difference. Like we might not see Derek Carr miss a game here in this situation. And so for the Saints and their, the way that they want to continue to go down the road for this season, that's a good thing for them because that's what they want. They want to keep going with Derek Carr. There's a chance that he doesn't miss a game, but then there's a chance that it does. And if he does, at least you have a guy that started in your system, that's one in your system, that showed you a lot out here today, even though like, good, look, the rush passes, the, the overthrown passes, they ended up getting intercepted and stuff like that. Like, that's what everybody's going to point to when it comes to Jameis Winston. But he also was the only reason, or not the only reason, but he also came in and moved that New Orleans Saints offense. So you, you take some, you win some, you lose some, bro. Like, that's just where you are when you go to a backup quarterback. Like, you're, like, you're going to take it. And so, um, so with this bye week, Having this time to get healthy is big, 
But I think mentally, this is huge too. I mean, this is big for this New Orleans Saints team who just went through a loss like this and who have kind of gone through um, through everything that um, that they have over the course of these these games where you start off slow and all that stuff. Like the Saints have some major improvements that they need to make. So this is the other piece, like not only physically, but mentally. Um, you got to get past this loss quick, like with the quickness, as fast as you can. But the other piece of it too is that like you, you, you as a coaching staff have got to go back to, I don't want to say go back to the drawing board. Like you're not going to, you're not going to tear everything down and try to rebuild the foundation of this team when it comes to the offensive system or the defensive system and everything like that. But you have got to take a look at your approach. And, and Dennis Allen was pretty candid about that. He was like, we, we got to sit back. We got to look at all this. We got to comb through everything and figure out what's working, what's not working and all that. And that's pretty customary for a team going into its bye week, right? We always talk about the mini buy being an opportunity for them to make some adjustments and stuff like that. That's an opportunity for minor adjustments, but an opportunity for, for major adjustments where you want to change a little bit about the philosophy, about how you're approaching these games. You want to change something about maybe the, 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 the timbre that you're going into these games with, like taking more risk, all that other stuff. This is your opportunity to do that. This is a New Orleans Saints team that deserves, I'm going to borrow a phrase from Stan Verrett, uh, who's a New Orleans native over at ESPN, all that. He tweeted out about how the Saints should go out swinging. Now, he said that in reference to Jameis Winston. We know Jameis Winston's not going to be the starting quarterback if Derek Carr is healthy moving forward. That's, that's a done conversation. Uh, done, D-O-N-E conversation, because Dennis Allen kind of deaded that already. But I agree that this is a team that's got to go down swinging. You cannot be a team that goes down without a fight throughout the rest of the season. You got a bye week here. You got a bunch of home games and a big time homestead. You got Atlanta away. You've got LA away. You've got Tampa away. Then you got a bunch of familiar opponents at home. You got the Detroit Lions, who are your biggest test. Even if you lose that game, if you can clean up, and I'm not going to say win out minus Detroit, but if you can clean up the majority of those games, particularly the divisional games, you're in the playoffs. And that's what the New Orleans Saints need to focus on. But if they want to get there reliably, they got to figure something out here over the bye week. And whether they make it to the playoffs or not, it's on the organization after that to take a look at what else needs to be adjusted, changed, kept, whatever, going into next year. I don't think that there's any chance, any chance that you go into 2024 without some changes on the coaching staff. That doesn't have to be Dennis Allen. That could be Pete Carmichael. That could be whatever. Like, you got to figure something out here. But those are two guys that everybody's going to point to. And I get that. Like, look, head coaches always get the finger point at them. Offensive coordinators always get the finger point at them and stuff like that. But like, when, when it's deserved, it's deserved. And right now, the criticism makes sense. Like, I get the criticism and I get the frustration. Am I going to sit up here and start like picking, you know, going out, you know, pitchfork and, and torch? No, 100% no, because that, that doesn't help anybody. But when it comes down to the scene, like they have some big conversations they need to have and that they need to be real about over the course of the offseason. But they need to have some of those real conversations over the course of this bye week, too. I'm not talking about big changes in terms of coaching staff and everything like that, but at least looking at this offense, looking at this defense, figuring out the why behind the what. And what we know right now, the what that we know right now is that this Saints team struggles to start. They got to figure out the why and they got to figure out the how in terms of addressing that. If they can't do that, then it's going to be tough. I love what Dwayne is saying right here in the chat. And this is where I'm going to wrap us up here. Dwayne says, I still believe in us, right? Still believe in the Saints. Good. Good. I'm happy that you do. I think fans, part of the things that is so miraculous to me about fans and why I love Saints fans in particular, especially being somebody that grew up on the streets, right? Grew up in New Orleans, not on the streets, but like that grew up in New Orleans. Like you have to believe in that team. And I love that you do. And I will never make you feel bad for that. For me, I'm looking at the organization. I'm looking at the coaching. I'm looking at the personnel. That's what I'm looking at. So believe, keep believing and keep expecting having high expectations for this team. 
because that's the expectations that you should have. If they can't live up to that, that's on them. They got to get that figured out. And I think that the New Orleans Saints need to, need to get some stuff figured out over the course of this bye week going in, and then they're going to be bigger conversations to have later as well, no matter how this season wraps up. All right. Got another episode coming for you on Monday. I appreciate everybody for being here live or later and being here with us to make sure that, uh, and, and, and to talk about this game and this loss. Um, coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk about what we liked in this game. Yes, there are things that we liked this game. We're talking about what we liked this game, things that we didn't like in this game. And I'm going to give you some of the big feedback and some of the bigger things that we get from Dennis Allen's presser because we'll have our day after presser with him tomorrow afternoon as well. So expect a Monday episode, about Trifo, somewhere around there. Uh, and then we'll get everything, we'll get all that out to you. Uh, and then the next thing that we'll be looking at is going to be um, just looking at like where this team goes over the course of the bye week. Mostly one show for the rest of the week since there's no practices, but you know I'll still be here with you every single day throughout the week. Yes, it's the bye week, not a bye week for me. They could take their bye week. I'm not taking one. We out here. So I appreciate y'all very much for being here and making us your first listen of the day. I appreciate you very much for continuing to make us a part of your day, part of your